Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Pastor Major H. Gilbert Sr. Come broadcasting on this evening, on this Good Friday, on Friday evening at 6 o'clock from On The Wall Ministries Bible Institute here in Alta Vista, Virginia. We thank God for you joining us on this evening. We pray that God will continue to bless you on this uh, uh, Passover season. God has blessed us with his darling son, Jesus, to Christ, to um, to, to free us from the bondage of sin that we had in our lives so that the scripture says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Then it comes, when it comes to our own, our own worth and our own uh, sinfulness, he says that while we were still yet sin, that he died for us. So by the love of Jesus Christ, uh, by the love of God, Jesus Christ gave his only life that he had that we might have life and not only that the scripture says that we might have life more abundantly so we do thank god for you joining us on this friday evening on good friday uh last week uh, we talked about tongues the last few weeks we talked about uh what about the prophecy he says i'd rather have a uh, one word of prophecy than a thousand word in tongues and then we talked about uh 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 the necessity for each of us to understand that God did not make any of us second-class citizens. We are all members of the body of Christ, and, and tonight we're going to get into what about healing, what about healing. And what's so good about that is it kind of lines up with our holiday season that we're celebrating the Holy Passover or, or what we call the holiday of Easter, uh, but it's Jesus Christ became our new Passover. So what about this healing? What about healing? Uh, as we look at our healing, the subject of healing, again, has become uh, just as controversial as we talked about last week, healing and tongues. They are confusing in the church and what uh, is most uh, expected out of uh, uh, the body of Christ when it comes to us uh, speaking on the terms of healing. Uh, the fact that uh, this class is being taught on Good Friday. I don't think it's no mistake. It, uh, it wasn't uh, a coincidence that somehow we want to get this tied into what Christ died for. Uh, when we look at the Old Testament, Christ gave his uh, introduction when he uh, presented himself unto the, uh, uh, the church when he opened up the scriptures and he read in Isaiah. And he was talking about the spirit of the Lord was upon him. His, uh, his MO was to come to preach the gospel and to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captive free. So we get into that scripture. Also, if you go back and look at, uh, look at 53rd chapter of Isaiah, and, and, and scripture starts off and he asks the question, whose report will you believe and whose arm of the Lord is being revealed? And he comes up and says, for he uh, shall grow up for the tender plant and the root out of dry ground. And he has no form or comeliness and, and he, we shall see uh, him and there is no beauty that we should desire him. And he says that he was despised. And rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and it was hid uh, if our faces from him, and he's despised and esteemed him not. 
Then he gets into that verse 4 that gets us into the healing part of, of, of what Christ did when he died on Calvary. He says that he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted. And then he gets to verse 4 says, surely he has borne our griefs and he carried our sorrows. And yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He, he, he was bruised for our iniquities and our chastisement of our peace was upon him and then it gets to this what what about the healing with his stripes were healed so the question is there are people that were healed in the old testament before christ there were people healed during the life of christ by christ and by his disciples and and, and those that uh, uh followed him but then also uh they're healing in this current generation that we in now uh, we are being healed each and every day. I believe it's a it's a miracle of healing uh, that we uh, experience. But there are uh, individuals that 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 have been healed by the power of God's word working in their lives by the Spirit of God. All healing comes from the Spirit of God. And 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 if we believe that, you got to go to Peter, First Peter, uh, the, the the second chapter, of First Peter, verse nineteen. It says that that for this is thanksworthy if a man for conscious toward God. God endure grief and suffering wrongfully. Uh, verse uh, two, uh, verse twenty out of that second chapter, First Peter. For what glory is it that when we are buffeted for your faults, that ye shall take patiently? But if, when you do well, suffer for it, ye are patiently and acceptable with God. Then let's get down to that healing part. For unto us we are called. Uh, because Christ suffered for us, leaving us in an example that we should follow in his steps. And then who do we, uh, who did not sin, neither was God found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, he reviled not again, and he suffered, and he threatened not, and committed himself to him that judges righteously. Let's look at that 24th verse of that First uh, Peter 2nd chapter. Who on his own bear our sins in his own body on the tree, and being dead to our sins, should live unto unrighteousness, by whose stripes we were healed. So by the stripes of Jesus, we are healing. So healing is a thing that happens by the blood and by the stripes of Jesus. Was it done prior to Jesus? Yes. Was it done at the time of Jesus by the hand of Jesus? Yes. Is it done in this generation we in today? Yes. And will it be done in the future? Yes, because by his stripes, we are healed. So as we look at the healing, what is the purpose of healing? What is the purpose of healing that is we study in 1 Corinthians, in our lesson, 1 Corinthians, uh, the, the 12th chapter, verses 8 through 10, uh, it, it, it says, uh, and express the purpose of healing uh, that we should be studying. Uh, the gift of healing uh, is always uh, uh, around prayer. The gift of healing is always centered around prayer uh, in different kinds of situations with different kinds of needs for healing to occur. There is always prayer. James, the fifth chapter, verses uh, 13 through 16, says that if anyone is in trouble, that he should pray. If he is happy, uh, uh, he should sing songs of praise. If anyone is sick, he should have the elders of the church to pray over him, anoint him with oil, and uh, and and in the name of the Lord, and the and the prayer offered in faith 
will make that sick person well and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins uh, with each other and pray for each other that ye may be healed. For the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. I think the, good, the, the, the King James Version said, the prayer of the righteous availeth much. So there is a gift of healing that has been made available unto us for certain situations with different kinds of needs and for healing to occur. We must have a gift of praying involved in that situation. And then pray with a purpose. We have to have prayer uh, with a purpose to, do, do, to accomplish what God has set before us in order for healing to occur in our lives. So healing has to be uh, has a divine prayer behind it in order for it to be able to work and to do the things that God has accomplished it for it to do. So there are four primary purposes that, that, that we see for healing. Healing uh, is to authenticate God's word and, and authenticate the gospel and to comfort God's people and to comfort the church while we are in this world we in. God shows mercy upon his people who are ill and who are sick through healing, and healings remove the hindrances uh, to God's work that he's trying to do in ministry. And also, healings glorify the name of the Lord. And the hindrances to God's work and ministry, they glorify God's name. People see evidences of God's greatness, his goodness, and his love and power and wisdom while he's in the healing process of making us into what he desires us to be. So the gifts of healing. What are the gifts of healing? Uh, uh, praying in different kinds of situations with different kinds of needs to heal us in different times that we need. So we read James and he said that, uh, that we will be, uh, 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 if we're in trouble, Pray about it. If we're sick, pray about it. When you need God to come and do something for you in your life, he says, pray about it. Scripture says that we have not because we ask not. And when we ask, we ask amiss because we ask things for the wrong purpose. But we should have a divine purpose for pray in our lives. Pray with purpose when you're looking for God to heal you. For the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ, he tells us for the comfort of the church, but also the success of our ministry and for the glory of God, we need to pray with faith, believing in healing that God will give us what we need. So uh, let us pray for the advancement of the church. Let's go to the book of Acts. In the fifth chapter, verses 14 through 16, he says, Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord, and they were added to that number. And as a result, people brought back sick into the streets and laid them in mats, and at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them that passed by. 
crowds gathered also in towns around Jerusalem and bringing in the sick and those tormented by evil spirits and all that were healed. So the advancement of the gospel was, was because of the healing that was going on. People came to see Jesus because of the healing. People gathered around the apostles, those disciples that were going out because of the healing, because of the feeding. So it was the advancement of the early gospel. Healing became a major part of that. Uh, look at uh, Acts 9th chapter, verses 32 through 35. It's Peter traveled in the country and he went in to visit in Lydia and there found the name of Aeneas, a, a, a paralytic who was bedridden for eight years. And Aeneas, Peter said unto him, and Jesus heals you. Get up and take care of your mat. He said, take up your bed and walk. Immediately he got up and all of those in Lydda and Sharon saw him and they turned to the Lord. So the healing that was done in the early church was to advance the kingdom of God and to be able to advance the gospel, letting people know that there is something that you can get to be able to alleviate you from your troubles, from your sickness, and from your illnesses. That, 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 that love of God that he has for us came to heal us. And also, it says in Acts, the 14th chapter, verses 8 through 10, we're still talking about the advancement of the gospel. It says here, in Lystra, there are a man crippled in his feet and lame from birth, never walked, and he listened to Paul as he was speaking, and, and Paul looked directly led him and, and saw that he had faith and he was healed and called out, stand on your feet. And at that moment, he jumped up and began to walk. So it's to advance the kingdom of God. People learned about the power of God through healing and that advanced the gospel in the early church. And then it goes to Acts the 19th chapter verses 11 and 12. It says that God did extraordinarily miracles through Paul and even handkerchiefs and aprons that were touched by him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and evil spirits left them. So these were to advance the kingdom of God in the early church by the healings and the miracles that were happening in that early church. They were drawn by them to be able to know that the power of God were able to heal them of their sicknesses, but this was done so that the church could be advanced, but then also to help comfort the church. Let's go to Acts 20th chapter, verses 7 through 12. It's to comfort the church. It says, on the first day of the week come together to break bread, Paul spoke to the people, and he, he and because they intended to leave the next day, he kept on talking until midnight. And there were many lamps in the upstairs rooms that they were meeting, and seated in the window was a young man named uh, Eutychus, and, and they were sinking into a deep sleep, and Paul talked on and on. And when he was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Paul went down and, and threw himself on this young man and put his arms around him. He said, don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. And he went upstairs again and he broke bread and ate. And after talking until uh, daylight, he left. The people took the young man home alive and he was greatly comforted. So God utilize his healing to comfort his church. When we're going through difficulty, when going through problems and we find no way out, God heals the church, heals us to comfort the church, to bring us into a place of knowing that God is still able. 
but also he, he, he gives us healing in the early church for the success of ministry. Let's go to Acts 9 chapter verses 40 and 43. He, he gives us healing for the success of the ministry. Uh, Peter sent them down all out of the room and then he went down on his knees and he prayed and he turned toward the dead woman and he said, Tabitha, get up. And she opened her eyes and saw Peter. She sat up and he took her uh, by the hand and he helped her to her feet. And then he called the believers and the windows and they presented her to them, uh, to them alive. And, and, and this became known all over Joppa. And many people believed in the Lord. And Peter stayed in Joppa sometime with a tanner named Simon. So the success of our ministry is done through healing to help us to promote the, 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 the ministry of the early church, that healings were done in, uh, in order for the spread, to spread that gospel around. The, the, the glory of God is being revealed. So that is what it was done. Success of ministry depended upon that healing. And people believed because of that. And, 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 and it grew. And, and uh, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 in one day came to Christ because of these miracles. And then... Uh, healings are for the glory of God. Uh, you, 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 many times that when Christ came and healed, he said that so that the glory of God will be revealed. So he healed so that the glory of God can be revealed to the world. Now let's go to Acts 3rd chapter, verses 6 and 10. It says that Peter told them that silver and gold have I not, but such that I have I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus to Christ of Nazareth, he said, walk. Uh, taking him up by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly this man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. And he went in, in the temple in the courts, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man that used to be begging by the gate uh, called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement what had happened to him? So the healing uh, of, a, of a, a situation of an individual, of a, a thing that you're dealing with in your own personal life, it gives God glory when you know that that thing was done uh, in your own personal life. All you can do is give God glory because he was the one that came into your situation, into your life, into your body, and healed you of that thing that you were going through. So God heals so that he can get the glory. And then also, let's go to Acts 3rd chapter, verse 16. It says that by faith, in the name of Jesus, uh, this man did you see uh, and know that was strong, was made strong. It is Jesus Christ, and by faith, that comes through him, that is given this complete healing to him, as you all can see. So he's explaining to him that this young man was healed to give uh, God all the glory. They want uh, God wants you to see the glory uh, that is given unto him. And healing is one of those things that allows us to see the glory of God at work. So the glory of God is, is being evidenced when we're being healed. And we can only give him glory because many times things happen in our life is only because of God. It was God that did it and I can only give him glory because he did it for me and only he could do it. And I can only give him the praise, the glory, and the honor. And then also we pray with faith. Don't, don't, don't pray uh, doubting. 
Don't pray doubting. Don't believe in that God is able to do that. He said, pray with faith and, and for that healing. Uh, let's go to Luke 7th chapter, verses 20 through 22. When the men came to Jesus and they said, John the Baptist sent us to ask you, are you the one that was come or should we look for another? And at that third time, Jesus cured many who had diseases and sicknesses and evil spirits and he, and he gave sight to many that were blind. And, and, and so he replied to the messenger, you need to go back and tell John that have he seen and have he heard, uh, the blind have received sight. The lame have walked. Those who have leprosy have been cured. The deaf can hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is preached to the poor. So what more evidence do you need that, that I am the, 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 the risen Savior? I am the Christ. So you need to go back and tell them that I am the one. So he's letting them know that, 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 that faith, prayer with faith for healing that we know that the kingdom of God is here with us now so that he could come to heal those. So we need to pray with purpose. We, we need to pray for the comfort of the church. We need to pray for the success of the mission of the ministry of the church. We need to pray for the glory of God to be revealed through this healing. And then we need to pray with faith that the healing will be done according to to the will that God has for our lives. But also, healing is to let us know that the kingdom of God is coming again. So here in 2 Corinthians 12, chapter, verses 8 and 9, it says, for the time I pleaded unto the Lord uh, to take this thing away from me. But he said that my grace is sufficient, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so Christ's power may rest on me. So he's allowing us to let us know that the kingdom of God is coming. When you start seeing miracles and healings, that means the kingdom of God is nigh unto you right now. That's what Jesus had told them. And then in Galatians 4th chapter, verses 13 and 14, he says, as you know, it is because of the illnesses that I first preached the gospel to you, even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with an intemperate scorn. Instead, you welcomed me as if I was an angel of God or if I were Christ Jesus himself. Paul talking to the church in Galatia, letting them know that, hey, that he is there to let us know that the kingdom of God is coming. And then in 2 Timothy 4th chapter Verses 20, it says that Eurystice stayed in Corinth and I left uh, Trophimus sick at Miletus. So here's he's telling them that the kingdom of God is coming and he's going to allow us to be able to be healed according to his will for our lives. And then that's the last one. His will heal our lives. God's will is the one that heals our, we are operating and living in the will of God. And when we operate and live in the will of God, we will have the healing of God in our bodies. Uh, look at Romans 8 chapter verses 22 through 27. Look, we know that the whole creation is groaning as in the pains of a childbirth right up into this present time. Not only so, uh, but we ourselves, we have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly uh, as we wait 
eagerly for the adoption of our sons in redemption of our bodies. For in this we hope we are saved. But hope is not seen, is not hope at all. But who has hope is he already has. But if we have hope, for what hope do we do not have yet? We wait patiently for. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself uh, in, intercedes for us with groans and words that we cannot express. And who searches our hearts and the minds of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints and according to God's will. It's God's will not for us to be sick. It's God's will not for us to, 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 to fall into a place where we feel hopeless, but it's our desire to have God's will to be operating in our lives, in our bodies, in every area of life. He says that, that uh, we, we will not only have it, we will have it more abundantly. And we will be able to get everything that God has in store for us to heal us if we would come to him and operate in his will. When you operate in his will, you enjoy the blessings of God. When you operate in his will, you enjoy everything that God has in store for you. When you operate contrary to his will, you run into issues that you have in your life. But our desire is to, uh, to be healed by God, is to walk in his will. And then if we operate in his will, we'll enjoy the benefits that he has for us. Let's go to Ephesians first chapter, verses 13 and 14. It says, as you also were included in Christ, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having believed you were marked in him with a seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. So his will heals our bodies. It's the will of God that we, it's his will that none be lost. His will that none be sick. It's his will that none uh, would have to deal with those things in this body that we are dealing with. But because of sin, Sin came in the world, but that's why we need to go to our scripture for, for this Passover season. By his stripes, we are healed. By what Jesus did on Calvary, now it heals not only the body, it heals the mind, the soul, and the body. We begin, we get fully healed when we come and accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Remember, he says that don't be afraid of the devil that can kill the body. You need to have reverence for the God that can take the mind, body, and soul. And so we need to be careful about that. And then also, we God will heal us. He will heal us when we see his face. Let's go to Revelation 22nd. Chapter verses 16 through 21. It says that I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you the testimony. He's talking about John to the churches. I am the root, the offspring of David that have brought in the bride and the morning star. The spirit and the bride say, Come, and, and let us hear it say, Come, 
Whosoever is thirsty, let him come. Whosoever wishes, that they take the free gift of the water of life. I want everyone that takes the word of prophecy of this book. If anyone add anything to them, God will add to him plagues described in the book. If anyone takes the word of this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life in the holy city, which is described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord be with you, God's people. Amen. So one of these days from this old sick world that we in with all of the sickness, all the disease, everything that we are going through, God is going to heal us one day. Well, we'll be no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more trouble. He said that there will be peace in the valley for me. So that's the healing power that God offers us. He offers us the healing power to be able to, 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 to heal, uh, to authenticate the gospel, to heal, to comfort the church, to heal, uh, to remove those hindrances of our ministry, and to heal, to give God glory. We want to give him the glory that will be able to help us uh, to spread this gospel, to get this word out that God is still in the blessing business. God is still blessing us, and he's still doing this great work through his church. And, and the spirit, the consummation, as we close out this whole study on the, uh, the, the exploring the Holy Spirit, the spirit assures us leads us back to our study and, 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 and he will heal our bodies and we will see his face. That's what we are saying. He wants the spirit to help us to get through these difficulties. Here's what the spirit will do. We've talked about a lot about the spirit does in our lives, but when it comes down, when you sit down with it, when we look toward the future, the spirit does these things. First of all, it assures us it, it, it also, we are confident in the life of Christ in us because the Spirit has given him to us. And this is how we know that our lives are in him or we live in him. First John, third chapter, verse 24 says, we know it by the Spirit he gave us. And then we know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us his Spirit. So what's interesting in the New Testament is that the different metaphors and pictures describe the spirit, how it assures us. The family metaphor, the spirit testifies that we are the children of God. And by him we cry, what? Abba, Father. And, and the spirit himself testifies that the spirit that we are God's children in Romans 8th chapter verses 15 and 17. But the spirit also is the spirit of adoption. The financial metaphor, the spirit is the down payment for our salvation. He anointed us. He set the seat of ownership on us. Then he put the spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come for us in the future. The spirit is our guarantee like the first installment. This says there is more to come. It's a financial metaphor. And then it's an agricultural 
metaphor. The spirit is the first fruits of our salvation. And we groan inwardly and, and urgently for the adoption of our sons. And then the redemption of our bodies. That's Romans 8 and 23. And just like the first fruits of any crop, it reveals and it shows us, reminds us that there is a harvest coming. The first fruits of the spirit is in us and this is not uh, uh there enough to, to 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 surprise us we are mocked by him with a seal and we are promised by the spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who God loves and possesses to the praise and the glory of God. Ephesians 1 and 13 and 14. So you are sealed. We are sealed, brothers and sisters, in Christ. You have a seal on you that the promise of the Holy Spirit who guarantees your inheritance in heaven, who guarantees that you are coming a day that he will heal your body, your mind, and your soul, and you will see his face one day. And it's a guarantee because he has sealed us with his blood. By his stripes, we are healed. Praise the Lord. But the Spirit also, what? It glorifies, assures us, and the Spirit glorifies, and the Spirit will complete his satisfying work with the people of God, and he will complete his satisfying work because he loves us enough that he's taken care of our future by what he did on Calvary's cross and what he will do on this coming resurrection morning that he rose giving us victory over sin, death, and the grave so that we too can be able to give that glory to him and to him only. He says, then you get to the end of Revelation 22 and it says that the spirit says, come Lord, come quickly. The spirit is in us and amidst uh, all that we does and all that he does in us and through us and he's crying out for the day when we will see his face, when we see him face to face, we'll experience the fullness of the salvation that he has prepared for us. We will never experience true healing until Christ comes to receive us because our body going to be going through stuff as long as we're here on this earth. Our mind, bodies, and souls will be exposed to the things of this world. But when Christ comes to receive us unto himself, he says that no more sickness, no more trouble, no more sorrow, no more trouble I see. But he says that there will be peace in the valley. So we thank God exploring the Holy Spirit, getting to know the Holy Spirit, the significant issues of the Holy Spirit to help us understand how being baptized, how being filled, how being gifted by the Spirit will be able to help us to be that what God will desire us to be. God bless you. God has a plan for your life. His plan is for you to carry out the work that he has ordained for your life. But what we need to do, what you need to do, is to surrender your will over to his will. And once you surrender your will over to his will, then God will be able to perfect those things in your life to be able to make you into what that which he would desire for you to be. You know, our desire is to serve the Lord. And But in order for to serve the Lord, we got to surrender. Surrender our will over to his will, and then everything will be all right. Hopefully, the Holy Spirit gives us all of these things through uh, that, that great work 
that it does for us in our lives. It perfects us. It makes us. And it, it, it shapes us and molds us. It teaches us. It warns us. It, it, it does all the work that God has, has for it to do to be able to help us, to be able to be that which he has planned and ordained for us to be in our lives. God bless you. We thank God for this whole study period. And we will get into our next period of study Coming up on next Friday night, I will be sending out the uh, study notes in our uh, on our Facebook page, and uh, we encourage each one of you to get involved in studying God's Word. Not with me, study with someone else. Join a Bible teaching church where that you can be able to exercise your gift and exercise the 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 love that God has for you in your heart to be able to spread the gospel. Let others know about the salvation of Jesus Christ. God bless you. God bless you. Hope you have a happy resurrection morning on this Good Friday. Think about what Christ did. You know, as he sat down with his disciples, he said, take, eat, this is my body. This was broken for you. You know, this, my body, take, eat, this is my blood, drink. And he said that, that when you take this, you, you will understand the sacrifice that I've made because of the love that I had in my heart for you. I died for you, but also rose for you so that you can have victory over sin, death, and the grave. God bless you tonight. Hope that each of you have enjoyed this exploring of the Holy Spirit uh, as we get studied deeper into the God's word. We will hopefully be able to help you to be able to grow stronger in your Christian walk. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come. And as we come, we ask that you would bless your dear servant. Bless each and every one in our hearing audience. Uh, bless each and every member of their desired church. Bless each pastor. Bless each missionary. Bless our ministers and associates. Just bless each and every officer and member. Bless everyone that know you. Bless everybody who do not know you. Touch their hearts that they might be able to allow the Spirit to speak to them and to receive you unto him that we might too might know that you are a loving Savior. Lord, we thank you today. Bless the sick, the suffering, and the bereaved. Bless those who have lost loved ones and help us to be able one day to be able to come to a place where we can be able to surrender our all unto you. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. This is our prayer in Christ Jesus' name. We do pray. Let the household of faith say amen. God bless you. We'll see you again on next Friday evening, 25, 30 minutes. And we'll just give him, um, a, 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 we want to give you an injection of, of his word, his wisdom, and his knowledge so that we can be able to be that which God will desire us to be. God bless you. May have another smile upon you. We'll see you again next week.